there, campers. While we're gathering around the campfire, we just want to let you know we are not what you would call experts. What we do have is a love for researching and discussing the lore of cryptids, creatures, and an occasional spooky woman that can eat our soul. So if you are in need of immediate help with the chupacabra in your yard, please consult someone else. Also, this podcast isn't for kids. These campfire stories can contain graphic and explicit content that may not be suitable for young campers. Solicitor discretion is advised. Ryan. Hey guys, welcome back to Loring, our folklore podcast where we tell you the stories and legends of different lore from around the world. And Ryan, can you tell me what you found a Loring? <laughs> yeah. Um, so your boy's a bit chunky, but getting less chunky mm-hmm. and I'm down like 20 pounds. Oh, that's so. a lot. That's yeah. crazy it's, impressive. Good for you. It's quite a bit. I'm feeling so much better mm-hmm. about do, everything. So, yeah. Do, do you not feel as tired throughout the day and stuff? Like, you got a little bit more energy? Yeah, I, I'm only drinking, like, a grande coffee instead of a venti in the morning. So, <laughs> Yay! Progress is progress! Yeah. But, you know, I, I, feel, I feel so much better. Hell yeah. Well, congrats. That's so good. I Thank I know you. you've been you've been working. We have to schedule around Ryan's personal training sometimes. <laughs> That'll be our next uh, Patreon exclusive is uh, come to the gym while I tell you about folklore. <laughs> <laughs> Can you do like cryptid thing themed um, workouts like Sasquatch squatches? I don't know. What else? Is... <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'll do a I'll do a uh, Sasquatch hunter. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. I'd love that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what did What did you find alluring this week? Well, I have been I have been stuck to a bed for the past week with Edgar <laughs> because yeah. Edgar got sick and he was like, "I'm not I don't feel too good, Chief." And I was like, "Oh no!" And it was just like. <laughs> Being in a little boat out to sea and watching the storm come for me, knowing I can't do anything. Yep. So we, we both got sick. We're finally feeling decent. I'm just tired. I don't know. I was so happy just to be able to get up and like go to work today. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. I So if I am out of it, you guys, I am on some day quill. It's eight at night. And life is fucking amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that always so weird? Like, no one wants to go to work until you're sick. And then you're like, oh, man, I want nothing more than to just go to work right now. (laughs) Just get me out of this bed prison. Yeah, nothing (laughs) makes you want to go to work more than being stuck in bed. 
when I had like my back problem, like oh, was yeah. it like three weeks ago, and I was literally couldn't get out of bed. Like, oh man, all I wanted to do was go to work. <laughs> I know. I I never have the desire to run, and I was like, oh, that sounds so lovely. <laughs> right? Like, yeah. I I don't know. I I'm over <laughs> it. I'm glad. I'm not. I'm feeling better. We've just been watching yeah. a lot of Harry Potter, and that's been pretty fun. Hey, yeah. I don't know. I guess my alluring thing is I didn't realize how annoying Draco Malfoy was until I rewatched yeah. the series, <laughs> and it made Hermione punching right. him so much more satisfying. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, speaking of being stuck in bed, uh, oh. what? <laughs> that's a good one. What? Oh, what, uh, one. what are we talking about this week? Oh. Listen, you guys, this week's folklore. I took, I wrote these notes when I was not sick, and then I refined them when I was sick. So this is going to be a great good old time. So if you have a drink now, I suggest you pour it. And if you have a Jesus candle at hand, you should light it. Because that's what I'm going to do. Let's see if we get some. We got us not only a long one, but a spooky one today. We're back. <laughs> we we did a joyful one, so now we're back to spooky. Cause mm-hmm. oh, yeah, we've we... we've had too many nice episodes in a <laughs> row that didn't involve like murder and like like worst we had was they got turned into frogs and that was... yeah, um, that could be the best thing that can happen in this case. So <laughs> let's get started. Before you go to sleep tonight, maybe best to hang up some hollowed stones by your bedpost. There is a creature that can lurk into your home and find its way into you, or even your pet's dreamland. And the scariest part? You probably have already encountered this creature. It is known for resting upon your chest at night and will have your blissful dreams become dark, unsettling, and will cause you to wake in a panic. These demonic creatures do not care about your gender or if you're human or animal. It is known to ruin dreams and to feed off the fear that comes from them. This week, we will be talking about maras or mares, also commonly known as nightmare, nightmare, and night hags. These nightmare demons have ancient origins and are known around the world in mythology and folklore. The majority of information I found about these creatures comes from, surprisingly, Norse mythology. So we'll be touching a bit of Germanic, Old English, and Slavic lore as well. So I thought these were going to be like purely German folklore creatures, but yeah, I just, it was all more stuff I found. Yeah, funny, um, I don't know, you may discuss this in your uh, background, but when I was looking, there's actually like an incredibly similar re- legend in like Brazil too. Um, I don't know. I'm not talking about that. You should. Oh yeah. Well, we'll get to that at the end. Okay. I was like, can you bring that up because yeah, (laughs) the half of me that's Brazilian did not find that. (laughs) That's disappointing to myself. Yeah. My mother's turning in her bed right now. I just know she is. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so let's talk about what they are. So mares typically appear as a female in human form. 
but they are known to appear as a male, an animal, or a thing from time to time. In human form, the mare can either be a beautiful young woman or an ugly old hag with long arms, fingernails, and breasts. In human form, she will have fur, be a redhead, or be missing some natural hair, so like no beard, no armpit, no pubic hair, that kind of thing, which is kind of interesting. And a lot of description also say they kind of have like an elf-like appearance to them. So I was like, oh, that makes them a little bit more unsettling. And then in animal form, the mare typically takes on the appearance of a cat. When not a cat, they will appear as a fluffy creature. Slavic lore also says they can turn into different types of witches' familiars, such as frogs, toads, horses, cats, dogs, bees, birds, and wasps. And finally, when they change into an object or a thing, they can appear as a feather, a ball of tangles, or a grip. So they're a little all over the place in appearance. Yeah. I noticed in a lot of pictures when I was looking at information for them, it had horses in them. Yes. And like, horses are... Isn't a female horse called a mare or is that a baby yep. horse? Yeah. Is that why they're called mares? Is because they can turn into horses? Ding! Well, ding, ding, ding-ish, kind of. I would give you that point if I was like a teacher grading your essay. Yeah. But <laughs> I would be a terrible teacher, so... <laughs> Take that. <laughs> so I'll kind of get into that in a second. All right, cool. But you are on the right track, so just like hold up for mm. one moment. All right. So let me tell you a little about, about these creatures' abilities. They're known for creating nightmares, giving people or animals a sense of dread when they wake, and their ability to send their soul. Ooh. So Mara is referred as a soul leaving the body or the body turning into smoke so the body will lie in place during the night as if the person is dead or the body turns to smoke and the clothes of the person will stay intact as if the body is still there this has also been referred to as soul jumping um so when a mare finds a victim they will quote unquote ride their chest and I'm saying quote-unquote ride their chest because as we get into this lore, there's like some like sexy stuff with it, but like this is the part that isn't sexy, but I just think that terminology is the chest. very deceiving. Sucky is coming up. Yep. <laughs> so I, that's why I want to be like quote-unquote ride its chest. So Because there's no like non-sexy way to say that i guess maybe as like an old lady voice right that's just perfect that's how i'm doing it from now okay so that is when the mare will sit upon the victim's chest nothing sexy and it results in them feeling paralyzed and smothered some lore even suggests that the mirror rides their victims to death but it always after they have visited their victim a few times in a row so it only happens at night They'll sit on their chest and they suffocate them. Um, there are less vicious maras that are supposedly so lonely that they're just looking for love and comfort. So still not sexy time, but they will sit upon the victim's chest and be close to their heart to feel the comfort of them. So like they feel like there's another person with yeah, them. That's kind of cute. 
Yeah. Hold on to that for the rest of the episode. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, mares are also known for having the ability to suck blood from their victims mm, or mares. give a marxie. <laughs> Do you want to know what a marxie is? <laughs> I'd love to know what a marxie is. <laughs> a marxie is known as a kiss of the mare, which means you'd wake up with blisters or marks around your mouth. AKA you get mouth herpes from these yeah, little nightmare saying, That's how they explained cold sores back in. <laughs> They're like, must have been a beautiful yeah. woman. Yeah. <laughs> and then, so it's important to know that mares don't just attack humans, but your pet can be visited by one. And typically they go after horses. So. <laughs> I was like, is he good? Yeah, he's good. <laughs> oh, 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 I get it now. Wow, that was... <laughs> you guys, I want so much medicine. <laughs> Pablo's even like, wow, Kim. I can hear him yeah, slow clapping like, yeah, with his tail. <laughs> <laughs> so if you look on our lovely slideshow, here's a terrifying picture of a close-up. I'm trying to remember the name of the painting, but I really have sick brain. But this is one of the horses from it. So they're known... To attack horses, and you can see all these lovely images by going to our Patreon, Aloring.com. No, wait, Patreon.com slash Aloring. I'm doing great today. Whoa! So, are you wondering why they attack horses? I am. (laughs) So, oh my gosh, this one. There's a belief that mare are female because they attack almost exclusively men. And at the time... Horses were a sign of the male owner's manhood. So, to attack the owner's horse was a direct attack on his masculinity. Mm. For the Croats, Mora means nightmare, but was also a dark spirit form or a succubus who visited men in their dreams to torture them with desire. The belief being that the sleeping man had their hair deliberately entangled by these female spirits who left them with mare locks, mare braids, or mare tangles, aka bedhead that was almost impossible to brush out the next day. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. So So just based off of that paragraph, Due to them attacking men, I'm going to assume you're going to put this lawful good. <laughs> um, I may have thought of that at this point in my notes, but I didn't. So, <laughs> I'm proud of you. We'll see when we get to that slide. <laughs> we'll see. When... We're not just talking about sucky. Night hags are in this. I don't think night oh, hags are okay. as cute. Yeah. We so, got to combine them all. Yeah. You know, like... There, there's a difference between a night hag and like the succubus Catherine from that video game. Okay, like I know which one I pick mm-hmm. in a heartbeat, and yeah. I know which one I'd be like, mm, this is a no for me. Yeah, <laughs> I don't even like blondes, and I'd go for her in the game too. <laughs> I know what I'm about. Oh, anyway, okay, where was I? <laughs> okay, so da, 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 da. oh, thank you so much. So personality. Now knowing that these creatures bring nothing but dread. Do you think that they're evil, Ryan? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say so far. <laughs> it depends. Oh. On what? So, <laughs> the doubt in your voice. <laughs> so, a mare is a manifestation of one's soul. If a person is evil and they are purposely sending out their soul to do evil things, the mare is going to be bad. But if someone 
is unaware that they're doing it, they can be a mirror. So someone can be a mirror and be unaware that they're soul jumping. So they may feel tired and ill, and when they experience the soul jumping, they may think they're sleepwalking or they're just zoned out of it. Plus, when a mare attacks somebody, their body becomes very still, even in the middle of their current activity. There's an account from Belgium in which a girl worked for a bakery, and while she was kneading dough, she suddenly stopped. Miles away, someone familiar to her was ridden by a mare. So, they can be non-malicious they just don't know that they're doing it so the girl in the bakery was the mayor yeah so her soul was the mayor so soul jumping so like i'll like clarify for everyone so everyone's like on the same page so you and your soul in this like concept of this folklore are two different things so if you're sleeping and you're out of it or if you want to send your soul to do evil deeds, your soul will leave your body, and that is what the mayor is. And that's what sits upon yeah, people's true. chests and give them nightmares. Okay. So my soul could be out there somewhere right now, given like my roommate nightmares, even though I'm right, but you would a be Right, but you would be completely still when it's doing that. Because uh, for your so soul to leave your body, you have to be still. <laughs> if his eyes just go really big there it is he's mirror riding somewhere oh, i did it <laughs> i would have left right as i did it i'm sorry for haunting you <laughs> i was like was it pablo you haunted <laughs> he was like bro what the hell <laughs> okay so now that you know all this stuff i bet you're wondering <laughs> um how can someone become a mayor so yeah. There's a few different ways, <laughs> Ooh, and I hate half of them, so let's just dive into this joyful bat of chaos and dysfunction. So, if a female mother uses Svartekonst, which is black arts, to ease pain, labor pains, their child can become a mare. So now, buckle up, because I hated this. And if you're wondering what this black arts is, a mother would do one of the following. Uh, trigger to sad horse baby stuff. Fast forward 15 seconds. Oh, cool. No. So they would crawl through the amnito sack of a fowl, which, and a fowl, I didn't know, is a young horse. <laughs> and the, Or they'd take it over her head three times, or they'd crawl through the skin of a fowl three times. Um, this was known to relieve labor pains, but curse the child to become a mare if she was female. If a boy, however, and she performed this, he would become a varluvi, which is a werewolf, which is considered wow. a male version of a mare, which I thought oh. was super interesting. So, I didn't think you're not that's what werewolves were. Yeah, Twilight has a way different look on it now. Yeah. So just remember Team that. Jacob just got a little darker. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so much worse. I'm not even going to say that. Okay. So <laughs> next one is to be cursed. So in southern parts of Sweden, many people are believed to be cursed by people saying, go mare night after night. So someone will perform the curse saying, have so-and-so go mare. And then that's how that curse starts. 
But she seems really simple and like a very, I don't know, what's the word? Like too common for people to use? I was trying to look up more about it, but I feel like there's like something missing in that spell. Yeah. It just seems, it seems too easy. I don't know. If I could just be like, Ryan, go mayor, like, and you're mayor. I don't know. <laughs> um, the next one is, if you are a woman, don't get married. Some lore suggests that mares are spirits of an unmarried woman or maiden, dead or alive. It also says that women search for lovely or sexy time desires, which is why they only attack men. So, at the time, the idea of a sexual female in the past gender roles was blasphemous, since men were supposed to be the ones to take action and not women. Lore tells of mare being succubus creatures attacking a man's dominus and leaving him powerful and weak. <laughs> so, it just, like, it keeps going back to that in all my research, which I just thought was, like, super interesting. Yeah. But, I don't know. I... After seeing the woman from um, Resident Evil, what's her name? Like, more power to you. <laughs> big vampire lady. You big vampire lady. <laughs> I'm so tired, I can't even remember her name. You guys know what I'm talking about. There's yeah, some people I haven't who played like it yet. You. I've only seen the memes. Oh my goodness. It's it's intense. I could only watch it because yeah. it was a little much for me. Good game. Yeah. Great yeah, game. I'm sure it was. Keep it up. Hey, Resident Evil, if you ever want us to put want to put us in your video games, we would be so for that. I'd be so happy. I've always yeah. wanted to be in a that's one of my life goals is to be like motion captured into a video game. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Anyway, I'm just putting that out there in the universe if you guys ever hear it. <laughs> just the same. Okay, and then the last two I have is um have a cat jump over an unbaptized child, because the Catholics gotta have a yeah. say. Mm -hmm. And have a child born between the hours of midnight and 1 a.m. Classic. <laughs> so... Gotta hold that baby in until 1.01 a.m. Hopefully, on. hopefully your pelvic floor can handle mm -hmm. it, you guys. That's Just... why we squat. That's why we squat. <laughs> That's why we do sasquatches on the yep. weekends, you guys. Exactly. Sasquatches. <laughs> oh. oh my god. Okay, so now that you know what a mare is, I want to tell you a little bit about their history. So since people have been experiencing strong, frightening emotions while dreaming for all of time, there's no way to pinpoint the origins of when these creatures came to be. But the popularity of hold stones does give us some written account when, of when people were dealing with mares on a regular basis and how nightmares became a common explanation for them. So if you click to the next slide, I have a picture of what these hollowed stones oh, look like. Look I've at seen those before. Yeah. So, during the 15th century, people used hollowed stones as a charm against nightmares. It is believed that if the hollowed stone, sometimes referred to as a hack stone, were hung on the bedpost, it would deteriorate, deter multiple demons, including night hag, nightmares, or succubus. We That's also like know a that European version of the dream catcher, kind of. Yeah, that, that's a that's a really good way to look at. It. I I know like dream catchers from how I grew up. Um, they're, it's like very spiritual and like if you get one, mm -hmm. you want someone that's part of the reservation to make it for you. Because I used to have one in Arizona, but I've only ever had it because of that. But these like you can do yourself, you know, yeah. like dream catchers, you kind of 
you want to get it from someone and then yeah, and it's like the, a genuine not gift the dollar store no <laughs> you don't want the dollar don't get dollar store dream catchers you guys <laughs> like that's not no bueno but, but you can you go can. get hollowed rocks yeah, anywhere saying. you want that's all dollar you... store string hell yeah there's some hollow rocks good to go <laughs> $2 craft night. And you know what? You're feeling extra special? Throwing $5 wines. You have a $7 Ooh. evening right there. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> um, and then da, 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 da. we know there are many recorded reports of nightmares around in Belgium, the Netherlands, Germany, Scandinavia, and Great Britain dating back hundreds of years. So in origin, the old English word for incubus was mare, which is related to the German word for mar, or the nightmare. The word mare derived from a mythological goblin or demon known for tormenting sleepers to have them experience terrifying dreams. In Old German, the word nightmare is nachtmar, and it translates to an evil demon or spirit that rides on the chest of a sleeper, sleep similar to an incubus or succubus. And then this is... The little horse thing that you were asking about earlier. Because yeah. when you do Google this, you get a lot of picture of horses. <laughs> and I a was lot. never a horse girl. If yeah. that surprises any of you. Because <laughs> horses did not like me growing up. And I learned my place real fast with them. <laughs> me I'm either. Like, I, I think they knew I liked dolphins. And they're like, <laughs> this is a fish, bitch. And like, because <laughs> I grew up, I had family with farm, you know. So I just yeah. grew up with that and I'm just... Nope, I was I was never a farm farm animal girl. I <laughs> yeah, my my best friend like he does rodeos and all that fun stuff and like so he growing up he'd be like you want to like ride the horse and it would buck me off yep. it would like and I'd always be like no horses are terrible and they're like what no and so I'm oh. glad I'm not alone because every other person I've met <laughs> that I say horses are terrible they they disagree with me so. It's I'm glad really... I'm learning this about you. <laughs> no, it's it's really funny because my mom is a very she like grew up um, she grew up in Brazil, city girl, mm -hmm. song, like kind of thing. But she is very like has the cowboy hat and loves country and her dream yeah. is to have a farm, you know. And then she had me and she threw me in like <laughs> middle of Utah fucking county where that's all I saw. And I'm yeah. like, give me a city and a beer because I can't yeah. do this. <laughs> I'm like, there's no dolphins. There's no ocean. Yeah. I do not feel okay. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah. Horses. Horses are like hit or miss for me. I like goats yeah. though. Goats are pretty cool. But... Mules and donkeys? Love them. Yeah. When when we would go to like ride like do like the trail rides, hundred percent of the time I would try and get the mule. Mules <laughs> love them. That's they just adorable. do their thing. They don't run. They just walk. Yeah. You can't make them run. You can't make yeah. them do anything. <laughs> Horses like smell like one ounce of fear, and you're mm -hmm. over. And I I've just <laughs> learned to respect their space. I was like, you guys do your mm -hmm. thing. I'll I'll do my yeah. thing. It's not gonna happen. <laughs> So, anyway. Back on track. Back, back on track. <laughs> Don't you guys love me on, what is it, Night Quill? <laughs> okay, so it's important to note that the term nightmare evokes from the term of a female horse. But in no way is a mare a female horse. So the name is believed to come from the feeling one had once they wake up from a nightmare. A nightmare 
was when the dreamer awoke assumed they'd been riding a demonic horse leaving the dreamer awoken breathless panicked and feeling helpless so everything you experience getting bucked off a horse is like the feelings you get when you have a nightmare and that is the relation oh my goodness oh sorry i'm doing so much talking in this okay i'm almost done you guys so it also seems that the word mare though spelt slightly different from one country to another always consists of some type of demonic creature that leaves you panicked and feeling helpless the following day whether that be a succubus incubus demon night hag or witch they will always leave the dreamer feeling unease here are some interesting details i found about mares from around the world there are so many other names that people around the world would refer to these creatures at the end of the day the root of whatever they're called has the term mare connected to it in some way. And it's always related to spirit that gives nightmares to a person sitting on their chest. Um, what was the one you were talking about in Brazil? Oh, um, yeah. It's called... Um, shoot, I just had it pulled up. One sec. I'm going to butcher this. Um, P-I-S-A-D-E-I-R-A. Pisadera, maybe? Pisadera? But it was essentially the same thing. It was like this, like long woman with like over the top like features that had like uh, long nails and stuff, and would cause people to have like sleep paralysis and like <laughs> hallucinate. And it sounds exactly like a mare. Um, <laughs> there wasn't a whole lot of information on it, but it was a. Uh, but it had the same like basic uh steps like you see it in the corner and then it would like get on your chest and then no yeah no cool cool well i want to have to ask my mom about that because yeah i'll uh i'll send you the name just send me the name do not send me a link it is too late (laughs) i'll send you pictures and images (laughs) i just wake up and that's the first thing i see i'm like ah cool nightmare fuel to start my day (laughs) lovely (laughs) Well, so there's that one um, from Brazil. I'll have to look at more than that. That's so interesting. There was just like so many different names for these creatures, and there's so yeah. many different ones around the world. So I really tried to just focus on one type that was coming up the most in research yeah. and had the most Turns information. Out nightmares are a very common human experience throughout, oh. <laughs> throughout the world, and we needed to explain it. <laughs> yep, <laughs> exactly. Um, and then, so a little, little fun fact to sprinkle in, um, it's also believed that a nightmare is part of a witch's training. In Germanic context, there was a phenomenon mm. that a mare referred to as a night hag or riding the witch, non-sexy, um, would practice out-of-body techniques it? by shifting her appearance and sitting upon the chest of someone sleeping to give them nightmares. This allowed them to practice mm. soul jumping. So it's just them warming up. Yeah, pretty much. It's like pre-ritual, I guess. I don't yeah. know. I have no good way to explain that. <laughs> All right. Now, when I was writing these notes, I was very sick and scared. So you bet I got a handy-dandy list of how you can deal with these motherfuckers. So, <laughs> if you wish to have one leave you alone, you can, one, hang hold stones above your bed, make it a craft night for $7, <laughs> plug your keyholes or knot holes up if your door is closed because that's how they like to get into your room is through the little keyholes so 
plug it up with little tissue paper. And the most unsettling part of that is we have some like old like key knobs in our house that we're at. And the other day I noticed they all had like tissues in them. So I was like, ah, cool. Mm. That's going to just make my nightmare feel extra divine tonight. So awesome. And then three, you can confuse the mare by having your bricks hung crosswise in front of your house or barn. Or you can confuse them by swapping your shoes or slippers in the front of the bed. So have it so the right and left ones switch spots. And if the shoes have laces, turn them towards the place you plan on sleeping. Because they will get onto your chest through your clothes. But if your shoes are the wrong way, they won't be able to. (laughs) And then five, sing a song involving a charm to ward off witches. For example... Excuse me. For example, the verse asks the mayor to count all the blades of grass to keep them occupied throughout the night. Um, there is. <laughs> so Are they not keep... allowed to say no? No, they gotta do it. Like, so, oh, dang it, I gotta go count one sec. Be right back. So you can have like a dream where it's like you're counting individual pieces of wheat and they'll be like, ah, before I can give him a nightmare, I gotta count all these down pieces yeah. of wheat. <laughs> And then, foiled again <laughs> that's all it takes make them do some manual labor no one wants that um, the German folklorist I'm going to butcher that one Franzi Flexi Adelbert Kuhl sure records a West Franz Felix Adelbert Kuhn Franz Felix Adelbert yeah maybe feels. it's definitely franz felix the rest of that that is a that is a name <laughs> that is a he had to put hyphens in, a, in his birth certificate to get that <laughs> yeah. one um so he has a charmer prayer to ward off mayor uh since i can't speak german as we just experienced um here is the translated version um i'll do it as like an old lady to spice things up Ooh. so here I am, lying down to sleep. No nightmare shall plague me until they have swung through all the waters that flow upon the earth and counted all stars that appear in the skies. Thus help me God, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Amen. There you go. That's all it takes like to it. get rid of a mirror. You gotta pray. That's how the Catholics get you. Yeah. Um, Hang a mistletoe under the roof or above the bed. Mistletoe is referred to as the mare twig in Dutch due to being a popular way to rid these spirits. And that's really cute. And it also relates to this one where hitting some type of pentagram symbol in your bedroom to ward off the evil spirits. That's why you see um, mistletoes so often around Christmas. And it's been adopted in... Um, so you can give your uh, sleep paralysis demon a little little kiss. Yep. You could be like, mm, not tonight. Like, Uh-oh, <laughs> look up. There's a mistletoe. <laughs> That's really is. That's how you get the marskies. That's what they're <laughs> called. <laughs> so do you but... think um, do you think that prayer works since you said it in English? Or do you have to say it in the original German? That's a fair point. I don't know. I feel like prayer only works in Latin, though, and I can't speak Latin. Mm. (laughs) Maybe maybe it's just how much heart you put into it or how much you truly care. Or maybe it just depends uh... on the mayor. Because, listen, if the mayor can't speak 
German but speaks English, then you want to do an That's English true. pair, right? So we'll, uh, I feel we'll throw in the German somewhere here, <laughs> just in case. Just Mom, in case. I'm gonna need you. I'm gonna need you again this episode. <laughs> <laughs> just know, I, in case. I just have to say, I'm so happy. We just happen to have everyone in our life surrounding us speak different languages. <laughs> right? Oh, it's so helpful. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'll be like, oh, I can just ask my friend about this one. Oh, I can ask mm-hmm. my other friend. Oh, I can have Edgar. Oh, he has his mom. Oh, I have my mom. I was yeah. like, wow, we don't know shit, but yeah. at least we have all the But right between stuff. the two of us, we got every language covered. We're good. Mm-hmm. We got this. All right. Okay. Let me tell you how you can capture one of these bad boys. So, if you're feeling extra brave or reckless or a little bit of both, have a friend sit in your room as you lay to rest. And once the mare comes in through the keyhole, have them plug it up to capture them. In lore, mares are typically considered beautiful women, and this is how many men would capture beautiful wives. But, as soon as the keyhole was unplugged, she would escape. So they're only married as long as the keyhole is filled? Yep, so and... you can open the door, but they can only leave how they enter. Oh, uh, uh-huh. So, a and lot of them... she's not able to un... No. keyhole, I assume. No, because a woman being a sexual deviant or having consent isn't something we find no, in past yeah, yeah, there's not a whole lot of that in folklore. Yeah, so that's how, like, guys would capture, like, pretty wives. I don't know. I, the more Makes I read, a lot of sense. The more I read folklore, the more it's, like... Here's how to capture a wife. I was like, maybe you guys are all doing it wrong. I mean, you see a lot of tens married to like fours. So <laughs> <laughs> it's starting to make sense. There's a pattern. It, like yeah. all the dots are connecting. <laughs> like, Next oh time you're God. out with your friends, you'll be out with that one couple where the girl is just ridiculously hot and the guy's just like a oh, three. Yeah. You and wanna, you're going to you be wanna, like, you need me to unplug a keyhole for you? Or like, yeah. You okay? Does the term mare mean anything to you? (laughs) Anything at all? (laughs) How do you feel about mistletoes? (laughs) There you go. Um, And then the next one, I'll tell you how you could hurt one. So we're just progressing in the list. So hang a scythe on the wall in the sables. So this is kind of confusing. If the one cursed to become a mare is also one that tries to protect the horses he will end up dead in the morning oh. because his body is still, but mm-hmm. when he's on the horse, he freaks them out and then it will hit the person and kill them. Okay. So that was, was kind of a weird one. And this one's also weird. So in Belgium, it is said that a woman will give you advice about holding a knife to your chest while you sleep after you have a mare visit. But if you subconsciously hold the knife pointing up, instead of stabbing yourself during the night, you will wake to a mare screaming and disappearing. The next morning, you'll discover the woman who gave you the advice was actually that mare and is now injured or dead. So they try to do it so you kill yourself. (laughs) But if you are a smart peanut subconsciously... You can kill them or hurt them and then figure out who it is. So always sleep with your knives pointing out, boys. (laughs) That's exactly it. That needs to be on the shirt. Okay. (laughs) Knives out. And if you wish to break the curse, tell the mayor that she is the one 
the love of your life the moment she returns from a night of riding and is back in human form. Since the mare is a single woman that needs love, and apparently the only way to stop a single woman that needs love is to tell her that you love her. Put a ring on it. <sighs> Put a ring on it. Uh, there's, <laughs> it's fine, you guys. I'm fine. I don't feel anything <laughs> hostile at all. It's all inner rage. Um, <laughs> leaking out at the seams. Um, if you are sleeping and you feel that a mare is sitting on you, you can try putting your thumb through your hand to force it to leave. You see a lot of this when people try lucid dreaming. So when you dream, you can't, when you dream, you can put your finger through your hand and that's how you know you're dreaming. So it like wakes you up. I don't know. I used to do like, uh, I used to have really, really bad nightmares when I was a little kid and I can still do it to this day. One day I'll have to get recorded because it's really creepy, but I used to have bad nightmares and sleep paralysis a lot. So I got so tired of like not having people wake me up because I'd have the dream where I'd be laying on bed and I'd be looking out the door and my door would open a little and I'd close my eyes and try to wake up like I'm waking up again. Mm-hmm. And then the sleep paralysis demon would step in a little closer each time. So I'd close my eyes, try to sleep, and then wake up, and it would be there. And it kept getting closer till it laid on me. And it was the freakiest thing ever, but I remember it got to a point where I was so tired of doing, dealing with it, I was able to move my right arm in my sleep and pinch my left arm and force myself to wake up. Oh, no. So if anyone knows the psychology or stuff for that, you should let me know because I don't want to research it because I hate this <laughs> shit. <laughs> anyway, finger, finger through your hand or learn to pinch yourself. You could do it. I believe in you. Um, and then when sleeping, tell the mayor you can give them a gift the next day. Say, hey, oh. leave me alone. I'll give you a little treat tomorrow. Yeah. And then you're good. Well, and a little then, something something for you. Yeah, maybe they like sugar cookies. I don't know. It didn't say what treats they wanted. It's Santa like it just... Claus, a mare. Stop. Don't sugar do that to cookies. Me. Mistletoes. <laughs> oh no. Oh yeah, I could go through keyholes. Little species. Keek. Oh no. Oh god, we figured we just figured something out. <laughs> we we gotta leave. <laughs> Cut the episode. <laughs> You just hear jingle bells in the distance. It's like, oh, shit. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh, Been a bad boy, right? <laughs> I can't. I can't today. Woo, anyway. Okay, those are my... That's my nightmare demon history. Um, I hated it. I hope you guys loved it as much as I did, because I didn't. Um, <laughs> so, before we continue on to Ryan's bit, because we're only halfway through... Um, Let's tune in to our sponsors. Picture this. You're driving down Nevada's famous extraterrestrial highway when you suddenly see a UFO glide across the sky. And then BAM! Inspiration for a design that is out of this world hits you. So you pull over, pull out your sketchbook, and create a work of art. Now, while admiring your creation, it hits you that you could sell this online. But how, or where do you even start? Well, that's where Printful comes in. Printful is a print-on-demand site with high-quality products, and it's the perfect way to start an online shop. It's super easy to use, and they help you every step of the way. All you have to do is upload your amazing artwork, or even use some of the pre-made designs they have, add it to the products you want, and then add it to your shop. 
Plus, they provide tons of different high-quality print-on-demand products and ship worldwide. Printful also has ready-made integrations that allow you to connect your Printful to your own store in just a few clicks. They are integrated with the world's top e-commerce platforms, which means you probably already have everything you need to set it up. For the podcast, we use a WordPress site that is hosted through Bluehost, and I was honestly so surprised because it just took a few clicks to install, and then the shop was live on our site in minutes. I wasn't shuffling through code for hours, and Printful provided a step-by-step guide on their website to help get everything set up. So that means you get more time to work on your alien-inspired artwork and less time stressing over setting up for an online shop. So what are you waiting for? Join Printful today by going to printful.com slash a slash alluring or go to our website alluring.com slash sponsors and click on our Printful banner. Again, that's printful.com slash a slash alluring or go to our website alluring.com slash sponsors and click on our Printful banner and start your online shop today. Welcome back, everybody. It's time for a story. I need a little story time jingle. You should. I, I'm, I'm for that. We'll figure yeah. it out. Like something fun before. The, uh, I used to watch, uh, was it Bo Burnham? Where he'd say, it's time for a story. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so um, turns out not a lot of stories about mares specifically. But... Mares cause sleep paralysis. So, today, we're going to hear a fun little story from Redditor Right Chris Wright called <laughs> My Sleep Paralysis Demon is Actually a Pretty Chill Guy. Hmm. Okay. Okay. There's a plot twist. He's not oh. a chill guy. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, wow, this actually sounds pretty well, nice. All right. My first memory of sleep paralysis happened when I was 10 years old. I remember because it was the night my parents took me to see Shrek 2 for good marks on my report card. And it was an evening show, so we got in late and my mom tucked me straight into bed when we got home. That ages the story a little. Shrek 2. (laughs) Yeah, aren't we on Shrek 12 now? Something Something like that, yeah. (laughs) If If only right Chris Wright could have known. (laughs) <laughs> it was around 4 a.m. when I woke up. The lights from my alarm clock told me that much. I couldn't feel anything, not my pajamas against my skin or warmth of my head against the pillow. I could feel my arms and legs, but they felt heavy, as if a great weight was holding them down. <laughs> I tried to call out, but I couldn't. My voice caught in my throat, my lips unable to move. I mustered a weak groan that sounded like a cross between a frog croak and a zombie moan, but that was it. Okay. I (laughs) I thought I was dead. That is what death feels like being awake but unable to move or tell anyone. My mind wrestled with the idea of being placed in a coffin, unable to tell anyone I was still alive in here, unable to move or say anything as the lid closed and they put me in the ground, still alive. My fear subsided. My fear subsided as I felt my heart thudding in my chest in response to my near panic attack. I also became aware of my breathing, which slowed as the fear subsided. I calmed a little, thinking it was just a dream. That's when I saw him for the first time. (laughs) The name, not scary, but we'll get to it. Mr. Brownstick Legs. (laughs) 
It comes back up. Don't worry. <coughs> Huddled in the corner of the room by my closet. <laughs> Mr. Brown Stick Legs. I went full full squeaker <laughs> toy for a second. Woo! Okay. Okay, Huddled in the corner of my room by the closet, his two oversized red eyes glowed in the dark of my bedroom. His face was like a porcelain mask, white, expressionless, with no mouth or nose, only two haunting red eyes. <sighs> when he stood up, his body unfolded like origami until his head reached the ceiling. His neck bent, tilting forward, as his true height was greater than the height of my room. His long black torso was covered in shimmering symbols that reflected in the red in the red light of his glowing eyes. He stood on two spinely thin legs that disappeared into the shadows of the room. Mm -mm. <laughs> oh my god. There's I hate this so much, you guys. <laughs> this is like no, just you got to just keep going. Just ignore anything I say. He made no noise as he moved, seeming to glide as he hovered close to my bed. <gasps> his long arms reached down to me as I moaned through paralyzed lips. I could not scream, even though I wanted to. His fingers reaching through the darkness, down to my face, two pointed fingers touched against my eyelids, pushing them closed. I remember his fingertips feeling cool, but not cold. Even though the ends of his fingertip looked sharp, his touch was gentle. Do not struggle, little one. Sleep, sleep, he said. His oh voice God. was so deep, I could feel it in my chest when he spoke. Oh my god. I, I am, <laughs> I'm sorry. I I have to intervene. I'm like I'm losing my shit right now cuz this is like just like the one I would deal with and I don't like it. The only difference is the it never one. talked to me. It did it come okay. up and close yeah, your so eyes with you. I'd have like the weird sleep paralysis dream and I think it was like a demon associated to the a person I was with at the time because like I knew that person for so long in my life because like as soon as that stopped like the demon stopped like I haven't mm. seen it since but it would like come over but it wouldn't hover and it didn't have symbols but it like had to like hunch down in the room and it would always like go like over my body and it would place a hand over my head and it would like drag its hand over my eyes and it was the most unsettling thing because I always, like, felt like it was trying to, like, keep me safe, which mm -hmm. makes sense because that was, like, a really bad person. But, like, the freakiest thing is my rabbit. Um, like, the last experiences I had with it, I had Luma at the time, and she her cage was, like, right next to the door. And whenever it would happen at night, she would grab her cage and she'd shake it, and she'd be thumping through the night. And it, like, freaked me out every time. And then she'd, like, lay with me after. And she's not that type of rabbit. So, like, that's why I'm, like... That's wild. Freaking out. Because I'm, like... Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. I got my Jesus candle. We're fine. <laughs> Everything's good. So, I did as instructed, convincing myself that it indeed was a dream. Even if it wasn't, the back of my eyelids was more reassuring than looking into those piercing red eyes and this vacant mask of a face. I closed my eyes, wanting to be, wanting it to be a dream, willing it to be a dream. I woke up the next morning, thankfully able to move, walk, and talk. I explained what I saw to my parents, who both agreed that it was a dream. My mom tried flooding in the idea that something from Shrek 2 scared me, but neither my dad or I <laughs> bought it. Shrek 2, 
causes sleep paralysis confirmed <laughs> he just hears get out of my swamp yeah. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> leave my swamp as he closes his eyes <laughs> oh my god that's it so for confirmation dad asked that I draw a picture of what I saw as I was drawing, I ran out of black crown and had to finish his legs with the next darkest color of the crown box. Hey there, Mr. Brownstick Legs, my dad said as he handed as I handed him the drawing. You leave my daughter alone now, you hear? So Aww. that's where the name came from. Good dad. Yeah. <laughs> this is how my sleep paralysis demon ended up with the name Mr. Brownstick Legs. Makes a little more sense. Yeah. Giving him a silly name helped take some of the edge off of going to bed the following night. My dad even did a sweep of the room, calling out for him. Here, Mr. Brownstick's legs, he said, whistling as if he were calling it a dog. He made, a, he made me giggle, and the whole episode felt more fun than scary. But once they tucked me in and turned off the light, I felt the dread creeping back in. Darkness hits harder when you expect to find something lurking in the shadows. I don't know how long I searched, but eventually I fell asleep. In the fall, in the weeks following, I searched for Mr. Brownstick legs every night as I fell asleep. Even when I went to sleepovers, I would do a cursory check in case he tagged along to a friend's house. As time passed, my searches became less frequent. It was a couple months later, the night before the first day of fifth grade, when I woke up to Mr. Brownstick oh my legs God. straddled over She's my so bed. Little. <laughs> right. She's so fucking little. Yeah, it said at the beginning, um, ten years old. Jesus Christ. So maybe eleven oh. now. Poor girl. Um, okay. first day of fifth grade, I woke up to Mr. Brownstick legs straddled over my bed, his empty plate of a face inches from my own. A scream stuck in my throat, coming out sounding like a gush of air releasing from a pool float. Hush, child, he nope. said. His voice was deep, echoless. I didn't know how he spoke without a mouth, but I heard him nonetheless. I saw that he held a piece of paper on his thin fingers, crumpled on the edges and torn. He held it up to show me. Don't on the page it. was a pink blob with blue dots for eyes and a droll red smile and sick lines for legs and arms. It was laying on a blue rectangle. I found the picture you drew of me, so I drew Shut a picture up. of you, he said. No, Do you like burn it? it. Burn it. I would burn. I burned the picture. I burned the bed. <laughs> I burned the house. I dunk it in holy water gasoline and then proceed to light it all on fire. <laughs> I tried nodding, but I couldn't move. I tried answering, but all that came out was the same dry croak sound. Will you draw another one for me? No. no. I so liked the first one you gave me, Pants. I look good in pants. <laughs> oh my god. I'm over this. I don't like He's anything nice. Else. I don't care. I don't trust it. Again? Anyone that wants free art is sketch. I want to tell sure, you he just wants pants. Again, oh I was unable to respond or move to give him an answer. He must have been able to read my intent because he tucked the picture under my pillow before closing my eyes again. When I woke up in the morning, I bolted upright and tossed my pillow off the bed. My heart leapt into my throat when I found the picture. It wasn't a dream. It was real. Nope. That's it. That's great. This has been a fun episode. I had <laughs> a great time recording this. Oh, we're I'm not done. even halfway through. Oh my god. Okay. <sighs> I went to my desk and began drawing a picture for him. 
starting with his face and eyes, trying to capture as much detail as I could remember. I had forgotten all about the first day of school until my mom opened my door and found me still in pajamas. Lexi, she yelled, startling me as I was coloring his eyes. Your bus will be here in less than an hour. Get dressed now. I tucked my picture into my school backpack and got dressed. I finished my drawing at recess that day using my brand new Crayola 64 pack. <laughs> right? She, she was upper class. <laughs> I gave him blue pants this time, figuring he'd like to see himself in jeans. I wrote his name, Mr. Brownstick Legs, at the bottom of the picture and drew a smiley face next to it, hoping he'd like his nickname. I flipped the paper over to write him a message on the back. I wanted to ask him questions, but didn't want to anger him since he visited me when I was at my most vulnerable. I wrote out my letter on a separate piece of paper before copying it over to the back of my picture. Dear Mr. Brownstick Legs, that's your name. My name is Lexi. I'm in fifth grade. What's your name? How old are you? Do you go to school? Why do you visit my bedroom? Why can't I move when you visit? You look scary, but you also seem nice. I hope we can be friends. Love, Lexi. P.S. I hope you like your blue pants. Oh my god. It's like... This is like... Me, as a parent, I would never. <laughs> like, I don't trust imaginary Well, she's doing this shit. at school. So her parents don't quite know. Okay, you're right. You're right. I'm just... Yeah. I added another smiley face at the end of the letter, my final emphasis on wanting to be friends. I considered closing with sincerely, but I figured love was better. Friendlier. I took the picture under my pillow that night. How anxious to see him rather than filled with dread of his reappearance. But like the last time, he didn't return the next day or the day after. The day stretched into weeks, and even and every morning, I found the picture tucked under my pillow from the night before. It wasn't until Thanksgiving break that I saw him again. My eyes opened as the morning sun poked through the blinds of my bedroom. His body didn't look any different in the light. In fact, his black skin seemed darker, absorbing the sun's rays without giving any back. His eyes nope. seemed wider than before. If, if he had a mouth, I would have figured he was smiling in his slender fingers. Oh, in his slender fingers was a picture, was the picture I drew for him. Hello, Lexi, he said. Thank you for the picture. I do look good in blue pants. I wanted to smile, but well, sleep paralysis. He flipped the picture over to the side with my letter. I will answer your questions best I can. I do not have a name, not one you could ever pronounce. But I am happy for you to call me Mr. Brownstick Legs. As for my age, I exist outside of your construct of time. Therefore, I am ageless. I do not go to school, nor do I know what school is. Why do I visit you? I visit to feed on the energy of your soul. There it is. That's there it. it is. That's it. Oh, my God. My breath quickened as a mute groan exited my teeth. I wanted to run, wanted to get away from him, but I was pinned down, unable to move. He sensed my uneasiness and tried to calm me by patting my forehead. <laughs> this giant demon right there. Right there. It's like, I'm here to take your energy. Yeah. It's ha there. It's have okay. you seen uh, Demon Slayer? Yes, I have. <laughs> when I, I think it's like the second or third episode um, when she walks up to, uh, I forget who it was, but like he's scared because she's a demon and then she like pats him on the head oh, and yeah. like smiles and he's like, what? <laughs> She's the cutest. I adore yeah. her. <laughs> okay. 
that's what I'm picturing, except longer and scarier. Yeah. Um, you sensed my uneasiness and tried calming me by patting me on the forehead. Let me explain. Have you been to the ocean? It appears vast, almost limitless, as you stare into the blue water with no visible land on the other side. In my mind, I was standing on a beach. I felt the salty ocean breeze against my face as I looked out over the massive body of water. The waves crashed at my feet. <gasps> Excuse me. I felt the rush of water over them, followed by a trickle of sand and pebbles as the water drew back. Your soul is like an ocean, child. Vast, limitless, undefinable by words to your understanding. I take only a sip, a single glass of water from a vast ocean. I am not one who could consume the entire ocean. Dark clouds formed over the water as I stared at the white-capped waves. The clouds unleashed a heavy downpour, turning the horizon gray as rain fell from the sky over the ocean. Just as the rain falls over the ocean, your soul can replenish itself by more than I could ever consume. Not even in a thousand of your years. Does that make you feel better? No, it does not. <laughs> but it's thousands of years. Like you're I, don't, I don't care. This isn't a consensual <laughs> thing. It was done without my consent, so no. Well, here it is. On the beach in my mind's vision, I nodded. In my bedroom, I nodded back to me. Good. As for your last question, why you cannot move, we are meeting at a point outside of your time where your world and mind touch. Your physical body cannot move, but if you persist, you can learn to speak to me with your mind, and I will answer your questions in exchange for your drawings. You can draw pictures of whatever you like. I want to know more of your world. In my mind, I nodded again. Oh my god, I am so <laughs> over this. I... I the one day I can't have a drink. This is a redemption arc, though. Uh, this knowledge okay. is a gift, so we can understand one another more. I am not one who would hurt you. His <clears throat> finger, he, he pressed his fingertips to my eyelids again, closing them. In my mind's eye, I was still on the beach, but the sun was setting and the stars were visible through the rain. I drifted back to sleep in this, to the sound of falling rain. The next morning, I asked my parents for a sketchbook and colored pencils. They tried to hold <laughs> off until Christmas, but since I spent most of my afternoons and weekends drawing pictures up in my room, Dad let me open one of my gifts a week early. A Strathmore sketchbook with 100 pages and a 50-pack of Crayola colored pencils. Oh, my God. Wow. I started Did, by drawing... Go ahead. The parent, to see the sketchbook of this nightmare fuel... Yeah. I could never. I'm assuming I'm... she's not showing them at this point. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I started by drawing the rest of my family. Mom, Dad, my little brother, our cat Libby, and even though he had died, our dog Pancakes. <laughs> Next, I drew our house, then our car, then my school. I kept drawing anything I could think of, trees, birds, insects, until my sketchbook was full. I used my allowance to purchase more books so I could keep drawing. I honed my craft, redoing my earlier drawings in great detail. My thoughts considered his wording. I am not one who could consume an entire ocean. I wanted to ask him if there were those who could, but I wasn't sure if I wanted to know these things. Oh Mr. Brownstick Legs didn't return until my freshman year of high school, so this is four years later. Oh, weird. Okay. To him, it wasn't like any time had passed. 
I read up on lucid dreaming and the time between visits so that when he returned, I would be able to be better capable of talking to him. He held my book in his hands, flipping through my drawings, dotting over increased refinement of my drawing skills. I had filled dozens of sketch pads and upgraded from Crayola to Prismacolor Premier Pencils for my drawings. Oh, those are nice colored pencils, you guys. Those are like, like, they draw so smooth. Yeah. So smooth. His biggest surprise was when, after he complimented my drawings, I spoke to him. Thank you, I said, seeing the words in my mind as I spoke them aloud. If he had a surprised expression, his eyes showed it. You have been very busy, child, he said. Do you have any questions you would like to ask? I hesitated, but finally formed my words in my mind. Are there creatures who can consume the entire ocean? He didn't respond right away, which made me think I had not asked properly. I asked him a second time. He put a finger to my lips as if to shush me. There are those who can. They are known as the dark ones. They are capable of consuming entire souls, emptying them out, leaving them dry and barren. You should not fear them, but you should also not provoke them. Ah, cool. (laughs) Okay. Now, a demon is telling me there's a worse demon. Yeah. Lovely. His eyes curved downwards as if concerned or afraid. What do they look like? I asked. In my mind, my visions were filled with images of great, terrible creatures. Spiders taller than the Empire State Building on thin, spindly legs of shadows and smoke. Mm -mm. Tentacled Mm -mm. monsters in the sea, lofting blue whales like they were toys, ripping them to shreds with the curved, chitinous beaks. Sounds like the Kraken. Great, (laughs) ghastly, flying creatures that knocked over orchids and forests with the beat of their leathery wings. I showed you only because you asked, Mr. Brown Stick Legs said. But it is best we don't talk about them or think about them. Let them be. I nodded in my mind. He leaned forward and pressed his plate like face to my head as if to kiss me on the forehead, which was odd since he didn't have a mouth. Weird. Then, as usual, he closed my eyes and I drifted back to sleep. My life took a downturn during the latter years of high school. My dad lost his job, and when the search for a new one dragged on, he turned to drinking to cope with his failure. He wasn't abusive, but he wasn't fun to be around. In the months following, my parents would hush their arguing when I entered the room, greeting me with smiles as if nothing were wrong. That lasted only until the day I came home from school to them fighting over a foreclosure notice from the bank. We moved out over a weekend... We moved out over the weekend from our home into the suburbs to an apartment on the other side of town. I internalized my feelings during that time, withdrew from school and school activities besides the art club, the only one one we could still afford. I saw my friends driving to school and hanging out while I rode the bus, too poor and too far away to join in. Aww, poor baby. My taste began to change as well. Out was the bubblegum pop of Katy Perry, Kesha, and Taylor Swift. Instead, I listened to Pierce the Veil, Sleeping with Sirens, Bring Me the Horizon. My clothes and makeups became darker. More black t-shirts and skirts with black eyeliner and black fingernail polish. Mom called it my goth phase. We've all, we've all been there. Listen. <laughs> we everyone, everyone has a moment. And yeah. then you get in adulthood and you find the beauty of Kesha and bring me the horizon on the same day and it's very beautiful (laughs) my drawings became darker too i moved from color pencils to charcoal 
drawing skulls and gothic looking cemeteries as my passion for drawing animals and flowers waned. I also drew the dark ones in great detail, exactly no. how I remembered them in my mind's eye. Oh, gross. Mr. Brownstick Legs visited me again a month after we moved into the apartment. He looked more at home in my room of blacklight posters and death metal bands than he did in my previous room. His eyes were dim, not the vibrant red as they were before. He stared at me as I lay in bed, unable to move. He moved inches from my face as I heard his words in my mind. Your soul tastes different now. <laughs> it's called puberty. Okay. <laughs> he didn't speak of my drawings. I worried that he might, especially since I'd been drawing the dark ones. Not only drawing them, but thinking about them and what type of damage they could do if they were to wake. He seemed sad for me, although reading his expression was difficult with no face. He patted my forehead like before, but did not close my eyes, leaving as he used to. My life continued its spiraling path like a bottle rocket with a broken stick. My parents didn't talk outside of short conversations about which bills to pay and which ones to ignore. Each night, Dad disappeared into a bottle while Mom disappeared into online chat with male Facebook friends she knew from high school. The thing about Rock Bottom is that it's often a disguise for a trapdoor that drops you to an even lower depth you never thought possible. The first bottom came when my dad died, drove off the road into a gravel pit late at night with an empty bottle of bourbon in the passenger seat. I cried, but it felt hollow. It felt hollow even when mom tried to hold me. I felt nothing inside, not sadness, not guilt, not anything. Sad. <laughs> yeah, this is, oh, this is heavy. I don't have any funny Yeah, we're, we're almost TV. there. I disappeared okay. into my sketchbooks, drawing even darker, more disturbing images. Death, dismemberment, vividly accurate viva sections, not sure what that is, of cute animals I used to enjoy drawing. My friends no longer talked to me, which was fine because I didn't want to talk to them anymore. I found Aww. people to hang out with, not friends, but people who could get me across the moments of chemical-induced euphoria. I forgot about life for a while. Aww. Just like that, the trap door opened, dropping me to a new rock bottom of addiction. The one thing I had in common with my dad, but instead of falling into a bottle, I fell into a needle. Aww. I stole money from my mom's purse to feed my habits. Not that she noticed, but she was busy with her old Facebook friends who had moved from online acquaintances to sleepover companions. When the time came for my senior year, I didn't bother going back. I kept drawing, filling entire sketchbooks with dark images that reflected my bleak outlook on life. The dark ones were prevalent subjects during this period of my life. I drew them feasting on humanity, raking flesh from the bone and their jagged teeth lips of smoke. I came home one night to find my mom and her new male friend in the middle of a fight. It was different from her fights with dad, more violent and more physical. When he raised his hand at me for trying to intervene, I decided it was time to bolt. Um, where am I? I left home hitching rides from anyone with a set of wheels I could manage to put up with for a short period of time. My preference leaned toward those with access to chemical releases I craved. The more I could numb, the more I could escape. Um, I found drug combinations had similar effects to sleep paralysis, where my mind's ability to control my body's actions became severed. In those moments of numbed paralysis, I'd see Mr. Brown's take legs, watching Weird. from afar as I dulled the pain. I saw what I perceived as the dark ones too, 
but they were hiding in the shadows like Mr. Brownstick Lake Man did. Oh, no, sorry. We're, <laughs> we're done. That's it. Don't worry. <laughs> they were the shadows. I called out to them as well, for in those moments I wanted nothing more than to be hollowed out and empty. A void so no dark, no pain could ever penetrate it. When they didn't answer, I called out to Mr. Brownstick Legs, but he would vanish every time. Perhaps it was just a drug-fueled hallucination. Overdosing was never my intention. I was pushing too much, trying to find the edge of the void after feeling so low. So very low, searching for what searching for that something extra to filter out the background noise. I took it too far, giving myself a near-lethal dose. At one moment, I was lying next to strangers on a stained mattress in an abandoned warehouse, then came to the initial rush of euphoric bliss, and then nothing. Whoever I was traveling with at the time dumped me on the curb in front of the ER, making me someone else's problem. God. This... <laughs> This was my rock bottom moment, although at the time it felt more like a free fall. I spent three weeks in a coma. I was aware of my surroundings, but could hear the doctors and nurses as they checked my vitals and tended to my cleanliness and upkeep, but I could not speak. God. At the end of the third week in the ICU on an incubator, yeah, I looked to find Mr. Brownstick legs hovering over me, his round eyes peering through the darkness. What have you done to yourself, child? His voice spoke inside my mind. In my mind, I was beside him, standing in the middle of a vast salt that des salt desert. The ground was cracked and dry in a hexagonal pattern that stretched in all directions. Oh, uh, okay. Here it is. This is your soul now. Nothing left to drink. I heard the beep of my heart rate monitor back in the hospital room speed up as fear entered my mind. I called out to the dark ones, I said. I asked them to come. They emptied me out. They emptied my soul. No, my child, you did this. You have not replenished. You have only consumed, and now nothing remains. I dropped to my knees in the middle of the salt as I felt a rumbling deep inside the hollow pit of my stomach. Um, <clears throat> I leaned forward into my arms, but they were no longer my arms. They were pitch black and empty. I could feel them, but then when I looked at them, they were empty voids of smoke and shadows. I stood up on my legs, but they were no longer my legs. The darkness swirled up my torso and down my arms. The emptiness inside me consumed my entire body until only my head remained. Uh, what's happening to me? I heard the snap as my arms and legs split, forming eight black spindly legs. Nope. I collapsed onto them, unable to support myself. Mr. Brownstick legs glided down in front of my face, his eyes inches from my own. As I told you, child, only the dark ones have the ability to consume an entire ocean of a soul. That is your fate. That is what you will become. Uh, no. Back in my okay. room, my <laughs> back in the room, my heart rate monitor crashed to a flat line. I felt the cold darkness swirl up my neck to the head as the void consumed me. I was aware of the nurse and the doctors huddled around my body, preparing to preparing the crash cart, but all I felt was the cold consuming of what was left of me. Help me, I uttered. My physical body jolted from the electric paddles, but I felt nothing, only the cold darkness, a needle injected into my IV line as they recharged for another burst of electricity. Still I felt nothing. Only cold, only darkness, only the vast emptiness of the void. 
Mr. Brownstick legs tilted his head as he stared through his unblinking red eyes. He leaned forward, pressing his plate-like face to my forehead. I felt a vibration against my skin, followed by a tingling sensation of heat returning. The darkness receded down my arms and legs. As he pulled back, his red eyes had diminished. A gift for the girl who gave me pants. Aww. A tear formed in my eye. It rolled down my cheek and fell onto the parched landscape below. Before I could say anything, an electric jolt coursed in my body, pulling me away from the salt flats expanse and back to the hospital room. The sinus rhythm of my heart rate monitor returned to normal. I felt the cool gel of the defibrillator paddles against my chest. I remember squeezing the hand of one of the attending nurse who smiled down at me. Well, look who's awake. I cried, but it was different before. I felt the pain I had long been avoiding, but I felt something else as well. I felt grateful, and I felt a sense of hope that I hadn't known in a long time. It was a long road back from the darkness, but the thing about the road to recovery is that, like a road, it leads to a destination. After years of listless drifting towards the void, having a destination was an important first step in finding self-love. I reconnected with my mother, who was struggling with her own form of darkness. We leaned on one another, talking and going to therapy as we worked through issues that drove us apart. After my release from the hospital, I moved back home with her. Her Facebook friend, long ago, gone. I got my GED and used my mini sketchbook as portfolio to get into an apprenticeship at a tattoo parlor. Hell yeah. Yeah. Um... Uh, I've been clean for four years now, and it feels good to smile again. Granted, I still prefer Pierce the Veil to anything from Katy Perry's catalog. Sorry, one sec. Pause. Um. I've been clean for four years now, and it feels good to smile again. Granted, I still prefer Pierce the Veil to anything from Katy Perry's catalog. I keep getting lost. I often think about the vision with Mr. Brownstick legs on the salt flats that night in the hospital. I had not seen him since that night, and I often wonder about the state of my soul since that day. Has it replenished, or is it still dried up barren wasteland that he took me to that night? Last night, around 3 in the morning, I finally got my answer. I woke up (laughs) with a heaviness on my chest, arms and legs. At first, I felt the grips of fear grabbing hold much like the first time I experienced it. But then in the dark corner of my room, I saw glowing red eyes staring back at me from the shadows. In spite of my sleep paralysis, I couldn't help but smile when I heard his voice call out to me. Child, your soul tastes better now. Oh my god. I hated all of that. (laughs) Jesus. Okay. So that's... um... That's the closest to a mare story I could find. Uh, it took a oh couple dark gosh. turns. A couple? But yeah. So... A couple? <laughs> Jesus. Just one or two. That was two. like those burn books we'd read in high school. Yeah. I would forgot to show the slide. but. Oh, yeah. cool. And now there's a nightmare image. I'll edit follow. it in. Yeah. Um, oh, my gosh. Oops. Oh, no. Go back. Well, I... That was a lot um, to take in. Um, mares are absolutely terrifying creatures. Um, Addiction is so hard. So good for her. The whole yeah. 
Yeah, that's that's how I kind of see it too. Mm-hmm. But you know, addiction's hard. So kudos to this person and anyone struggling through it. Like we really just wish you the best and know things get better. Yeah, I'll put know. a link to um, the Reddit page. Um, yeah, for this person because it's a pretty recent story. It's re- it's really good. Yeah, um, no, this is a is a great job. So kudos to her and for her going through this and telling her story. Um, absolutely terrifying, but I I it was I try to find the glimmer of hope. The idea of how our soul is like an ocean. Because like in Demon Slayer. Have you seen the movie? Did you watch Not yet. I'm, I'm, I'm almost through the first season. There's a there's a scene. So this isn't spoiling anything. So people may be like, it is. I don't care. <laughs> there's a scene where they describe the soul in the same way. So yeah. I think that's really pretty. And yeah. like you kind of have to care for it. And how she was looking so hard for it to be a downfall she was causing it you know yeah. it wasn't the creature so that's super interesting yeah, to me turns anyway. out mr brown's stick legs man even though taking her soul not necessarily a bad guy let's, yeah, let's that's... Uh, rig it out. just because you're a bad guy doesn't mean you're a bad guy that's right <laughs> that's the moral of the story yeah oh my gosh well um so before we get into our alluring alignment compass, a uh, quick announcement. Um, we, I'm trying to think, oh my God, we have updated our merch shop with a lot of cool like Halloween-y designs from like our Bloody Mary bottle and our Headless Horseman that are really popular. So check it out, go support the show. You guys will, you guys will freaking love it. Like we've been having fun making all this stuff, so check it out and support the show and wear cool folklore merch oh and look ryan is marketing his alluring hat i don't have any alluring apparel on because i need to do laundry because i've been sick for five days (laughs) but we have like crop top sweaters with bloody mary on it it's really cool so that's been really fun um thank you guys for all your continued support that's why we've been able to take time Ryan will send me ideas for stuff and I make it so it's all us doing our own thing. So you're supporting our our art too, so that's cool stuff. Okay, that was my only positive thing after that really heavy segment. Let's go yeah, to it. It got heavy today. It got heavy. Okay. You're something Let's less go to heavy. our Lauren. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go to our Lauren Lyman chart. Um so wow, okay. Um, this is I a first. Speak. This is a first. Um, I considered them lawful evil because they seem to have rules that they have to follow. Like, they have to enter a certain way, or if it's like this, they have to do something else instead. So, they're always sitting on a person's chest. So, yeah. I considered them pretty evil and pretty lawful. I didn't put them as good, even though they are sexy women. So, yeah. Very surprising. Um. I put them in the middle of lawful and chaotic because the story didn't yeah. really give like a set of rules that he has necessarily. Because in yeah. his whole spiel was like, "I don't exist in your world," so I don't know if laws exist. Um, but I put him also. I put him dead center because yeah. he's kind of saved this girl, but at the same time, he's also drinking her soul. 
Um, right. So, like, he cared about this girl because she drew him pictures and stuff. But what? this isn't the only person he's drinking. <laughs> what if you couldn't draw? What if you just had a podcast? Yeah, yeah then... exactly. Yeah, what do I do? I can't draw to save my life. Um, <laughs> I, so that's why I, I have... put him in the middle. Yeah, well, I think probably push we can him kind a of over to in the, the right middle. Good. Yeah. yeah, just just because there's so much unknown. Yeah, and it's there's like, so many variations of these things. It's really hard to say. Yeah, there's so many questions a ten year old girl can think of. Yeah. while experiencing great fear. True. So, <laughs> oh well. Anyway, you guys, that was heavy one. Um. What what's a good takeaway? Um, hang mistletoes above your bed. To, hang mistletoes to kiss a above your bed. Take care of yourself. I think that's good. And that's good. All right. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening. This has been alluring. You have an alluring day, and I'll catch you in the next episode. Bye. And that's all for this episode of Alluring. Thank you for taking a seat around the campfire and listening. If you want more Loring, go check out our website, Loring.com. That's A-L-O-R-E-I-N-G.com. You can also find us on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Discord. If you have any questions, folklore, cryptid sightings, or urban legend you would like us to discuss, email us at alluring at gmail.com. If you like this show, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. It's the best way to help support us and spread the word. Special thanks to Lane Hammonds for our music. If you'd like to show your support and have access to bonus content not posted anywhere else, visit our Patreon page today at patreon.com slash and help us keep the firewood burning. Bye-bye now.